It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. It is episode number 266 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. I am your host, as always, Chris Russell. Uh, Hope you guys had a great weekend. Um, Sorry it's been a couple of days since we dropped uh, episode number 265, but A, a little summer vacation time off, uh, plus my schedule at 106.7 The Fan was uh, pretty crazy. I did uh, a span of four radio shows in basically two and a half days, uh, you know, from Thursday evening until Sunday afternoon, um, it was a, a pretty rapid schedule to do, again, four shows in that span of time. Uh, so there just wasn't an, a, a lot of time, quite honestly, between commuting uh, and doing the radio shows. Some things unexpectedly changed in terms of my schedule uh, there. But hope you guys had a good weekend. Uh, and it is still mid-July. And even though there's always something going on with the Washington Redskins, there's really nothing going on of any urgency other than stuff that is piled up, which thankfully has given us something to talk about. About, uh, at least on the radio side. Now we'll give our spin on it here on the podcast side. So again, good to have you with us uh, at Locked Redskins on Twitter at Locked Redskins on Twitter. You can see uh, some of the content that we're certainly going to talk about uh, on this episode as well. We're approaching 100,000 downloads uh, for the calendar year. So that's a pretty nice milestone. We'll let you know uh, when we see that we get past that. We appreciate you guys downloading and listening and uh, continuing to uh, listen and download. Uh, I, you know, again, especially at this time of the year, uh, there's not a lot going on. We'll certainly crank it up uh, as we get closer to camp. But uh, I do have a little bit of a warning. Just I'm going to be taking a couple of days off here and there uh, because of family um, and my kids, my kids spend some time with me during the summer, uh, during the month of July, and it's just impossible to treat them fairly, spend time with them, and also do the podcast and uh, balance that out with working on the radio. So, for instance, uh, this Wednesday and Thursday, uh, and probably into Friday, I'm not going to be dropping any new episodes uh, just simply because of that. We're going to head down to Williamsburg, Virginia. Uh, and uh, go to Bush Gardens and take a couple of days off. So just let you guys know in advance. And then even the first full weekend of training camp, uh, which, again, is quickly approaching Thursday, July 25th, the first full weekend of training camp, that Friday, June 20, uh, July 26th, 27th, and 28th, Friday through Sunday, I'm going to be in Canton, Ohio, uh, taking my son to a special needs challenger baseball tournament. Uh, so I'm probably not going to be able uh, to drop a lot of uh, episodes uh, during that particular period. Again, just to kind of keep you guys informed so you don't think that um, I'm forgetting about you. Just some things that have come up and you have to live life and we'll be back on a regular schedule uh, clearly after 
that. All right, so I just wanted to set the record straight in terms of that. Let's get started with this on episode number 266 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. So Darius Geis, who of course missed all of last year with a torn ACL, uh, suffered on the sixth play of the first preseason game against the New England Patriots. Um, Certainly an impressive run, uh, impressive cuts during his limited reps in that particular game and, of course, in his rookie season in the NFL apparently injured his hamstring. According to my friend Aaron Hawksworth, who has been a guest of this particular podcast and is uh, occasionally my co-host on 106.7 The Fan um, in Washington, D.C. and on Radio.com and has covered the Redskins for the better part of the last four and a half years. Uh, She's got a lot of great breaking news information from time to time, and she does a great job. you know, getting some of these nuggets out. And she broke this story. Uh, again, her Twitter follow uh, or her Twitter handle, I should say, is at Aaron Hawksworth at Aaron Hawksworth uh, on Twitter. So make sure you send her a shout out um, because and make sure you follow her because she's great for information uh, like this. Uh, plus, she's a wonderful person. So just get that out. Um, she broke this story on Friday afternoon that Darius Geis had at some point injured his hamstring and was questionable for the start of training camp. Now, of course, everybody took this and everybody ran with this. Like Aaron was saying that he's ruled out of training camp, that he's not going to play again, that this is something major. And nothing, nothing, nothing could be further from the truth. She did not mention that at all. It is a concern. It should be a concern. And anybody that's not concerned is not paying attention. And that's the nicest way of me saying that. It's a major concern. It should be a concern. Because Darius Geis was drafted in the late second round when most people thought he would go middle first round. So the Redskins get tremendous trade uh, draft pick and round value there, despite the concerns of his personality and his behavior and all that, which apparently, and I say apparently, were overblown, although I heard from several people that had many legitimate concerns with other teams. And of course, Redskins fans, you know, just could not wait to shove that back in people's face. Now, so far, Darius Geis, as far as we know, has been an angel in that regard, has been a saint, not a New Orleans saint, but he's been an angel, a saint behind the scenes. I have not heard anything about him. So good for him. Uh, And maybe that stuff was overblown. I don't know. With fair, unfair, I heard from enough people that enough people were concerned about it and teams certainly bypassed him. But the bottom line is this. Darius Geis was also injured at LSU. He had a history of being banged up at LSU, including his final year there. And then on top of that, rips up his knee on seemingly, seemingly a not severe looking play on his sixth carry of his first NFL preseason game. And on top of that, and somewhat as expected, he did not do really anything during OTAs and certainly minicamp. I mean, he wasn't even working individuals. He was out there from time to time. He was signing autographs, taking pictures, videos, all that stuff. But he wasn't participating. Again, somewhat understandable. But the injury did happen in early August of last year. So we're almost, almost, 
we're less than a, a month away from being at the one-year anniversary mark, quite honestly. And, you know, you'd like to see him out there. You'd like to see him getting closer. We've seen all these videos that the Redskins have shot, that Geis has shot, and <clears throat> Dr. David Chow at Pro Football Doc on Twitter, longtime NFL sideline physician who does medical analysis uh, for a couple of different outlets, including uh, the San Diego Union Tribune and, on again, on his Twitter, uh, at Pro Football Doc, had said a couple of months ago, yeah, look, you can tell he's still favoring the knee, as he probably should. And as we all know, with a running back specifically, it's not about straight line speed. It's not about straight line movement. It's about lateral cutting and that quick herky-jerky type uh, stuff that you have to do as a running back around a lot of garbage at your ankles and your knees. So that is what we haven't seen, quite honestly, yet. <clears throat> and then you throw on this hamstring injury, and again, nobody knows the severity of it. Nobody's trying to play a doctor on the... We don't know if he's... Uh, if it's a mild, if it's a severe... We don't know. We don't know. Um, and Geis, when Aaron Hawksworth's report came out, said on Twitter, quote, I don't listen to the noise. I know what's going on with me. And when one Twitter follower kind of followed up that people are freaking out about Geis, he said, quote, for no reason, end quote. Well, that's fine. Darius Geis can have all the confidence in the world. He should have all the confidence in the world. But the next time I listen to an athlete who tells me I'm fine, no big deal, I'm not concerned, and truly believe it, will be the first time. I mean, you report what these people say and you report what they're telling you, but this has been a problem forever in professional sports. And this is not just a Redskins problem. This is not just an NFL problem. This is not just a running back problem. I'll give you a for instance, Max Scherzer, one of, if not the best pitchers for the last eight years in Major League Baseball pitches for the Washington Nationals. He said he missed the All-Star game because of a, a, a pulled back or a, a back issue. He was there, um, and he said, no big deal, no big deal, no big deal. Going to start on, you know, everybody, they're going to start on Sunday. Going to start on Sunday in Philadelphia. And, and again, this is baseball. Uh, I'm just trying to paint the word picture. On Friday, it comes out that Max Scherzer is not going to start Sunday in Philadelphia. Then... They all come out, the manager, Max, everyone, all the defenders said, no big deal, nothing to worry about. He threw from 75 feet. They know exactly what it is. It's muscular. Don't panic. All of this stuff. Less than 24 hours, he's on the injury list. Now, you could say maybe that's just out of an abundance of precaution. Here's the thing. If it was nothing to worry about, if it was nothing to fear, if it was nothing concerning, they wouldn't have put him on the injury list. So all these players and athletes and coaches and teams that constantly say people are freaking out for no reason, nothing to worry about, I'll be back. No, You can report what they say. You can listen to what they say. You should not believe it. You should not believe it in any way, shape, or form, including, no offense, to Darius Geis. I know he knows his body. That's great. Congratulations. I'm sure Redskins doctors or training staff people know his body and know the severity of it. That's great. 
the bottom line is, is this stuff hasn't worked out for the Redskins before, number one. Number two, when you have a hamstring, much like a back, and again, that's the kind of tie-in here to Max Scherzer beyond what we just outlined, when you have a hamstring, just like a back, it is very, very, very um, complex. It is a gray area and then some. We don't know, again, even if we have a diagnosable grade. And again, we don't even know that information yet because Jay Gruden hasn't spoke uh, and will not speak to the media until next Wednesday, July 24th. That'll be the first time that he'll speak down in Richmond. So we won't have any word, any official word at all. And even then, Jay Gruden is not Dr. Jay Gruden. No matter how many times the Redskins paint him and trot him out to be Dr. Jay Gruden, he's not Dr. Jay Gruden. You see where I'm coming from? So I would be very concerned about this. And part of the reason why I'd be very concerned, quite honestly, is because, again, he plays a very physical position. He has a history of now being hurt at LSU in his final year, with the Redskins in his first year, and now at the beginning of his second year. And I was already, and we have mentioned on this podcast, I'm sure at some point, (coughs) excuse me, thinking that Darius Geis was going to be eased in very slowly at the beginning of training camp and might have even, might have even opened up on the preseason pup list, which is just procedural, but it meant that he couldn't practice. He could work out individually on the side with trainers. He could be out on the side, but he could not practice with the team until lifted off of the preseason pup list. And once you're lift, listed off of the preseason pup list, it also means that you can't open the season on the season physically unable to perform list. So the Redskins would have to make a decision based on how they evaluated how he's working on the side field and so on and so forth. And we've seen this over the years with a number of athletes where they get activated and then they go out and practice and then they're hurt again. And then they're not eligible to go on the preseason on the season pup list and miss the first six weeks of the season. So the bottom line is, is, and I know this is kind of a long rant. I don't believe quite honestly, fully Darius Geis. He can know his body all he wants. Max Scherzer said the same thing and he wound up on the injury list. And now you have to be panicked and worried about a back injury. Same thing with Darius Geis. He's got the knee. You don't know about arthritis in the knee. Look at what Todd Gurley is doing and dealing with. I mean, they hid that. They lied about that. Said nothing was wrong. Meanwhile, it comes out, Todd Gurley's got arthritis. We all knew it. These teams, and I love Sean McVay. I don't know who made that decision with the Rams. These teams are crazy. And these athletes are nuts that they think we're dumb and we're just going to believe everything. Well, many of you guys do believe everything. Many fans just don't understand that these guys will tell you anything. And then they turn around and blame the media. Well, athletes and teams do the same thing. They say what's convenient for them. They say what is on their best interest list. And I'm not saying that the media doesn't speak out of turn at times. Of course, and I do as well. But don't just believe lock, stock, and barrel what an athlete or a team or a coach says. Because it's simply not true. Not 100% of the time. Not even, I would say, 75% of the time. Sometimes, yeah, it's true. A lot of times, 
It's a guess. A lot of times, it's something to say. A lot of times, it's wrong. A lot of times, it's misleading. A lot of times, it could be a lie. To quiet down the fire uh, and the storm around whatever the situation is. I'll leave it at that uh, because it's not fair necessarily to keep going on about this. But just so you guys know, this has to be a concern. If you're not concerned, you're not paying attention. I'll leave it at that. This is episode number 266 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. When we come back, Josh Norman running with the Bulls and Redskins attendance woes. We'll get into all of that next on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 266. Thanks for being with us. This is David Harrison of the Locked on Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It is episode number 266 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. All right, right back to it. So Josh Norman was in Pamplona last week and on his little vacation, and we know that Josh Norman likes to live his life. I mean, it is very uh, – football, they say, is important to him, but yet he also says he's not just a football player, whatever. I mean, everybody knows how I feel uh, about Josh Norman. He wouldn't be on my team. Uh, but that's neither here – certainly not at the money that he's making, I can tell you that much. Um, because if I'm going to pay somebody that, I need somebody to be committed um, and fully committed for the right reasons. Now, that being said – some of his disenchantment could be because of the Redskins and the dysfunction. So we'll just leave it at that. Um, real quickly, I, I would say this. Uh, you know, Josh Norman can live his life. Obviously, these guys have a ton of vacation, a ton of time off. It's absurd how much time off they have. And there are some guys that lay on a beach. There are some guys that lay on a couch. There are some guys that... Uh, you know, spend time with their family. Josh Norman doesn't have any kids. Uh, he's not married. He can do whatever he wants. And he can certainly, again, go on vacation anywhere he wants. That's not the issue. The issue is is jumping over bulls, running with the bulls. Now, again, do you have a greater chance of getting injured or dying in a car? Of course you do. But... You're a professional football player, and even though your contract, uh, according to 106.7 The Fans' Craig Hoffman, and I, I do believe this, um, that the Redskins would have had salary cap relief and, and exemptions and all that stuff, unlike with the Alex Smith situation, the fact of the matter is, is the Redskins are counting on you. The Redskins need you. The Redskins are depending on you, and... Anything can happen to anybody at any point. We all understand that. Some things are very, very, very unfortunate. Some things can be completely avoided. And to me, jumping over a 1,500-pound, 2,000-pound bull and leapfrogging over that, in, that bull uh, and potentially twisting your ankle, spraining your ankle, breaking your foot, ripping your knee, injuring your hamstring, whatever the injury might be, assuming that you clear the bull, which he did, 
is one challenge and one risk unnecessary. And then what would have happened, God forbid, if he mistimed the jump or if the bull reared its head or its horns or whatever up in the wrong spot? And you might think this is ridiculous, but Josh Norman took an enormous and completely unnecessary risk. Am I going to pummel him for it? No. Do I think it was a smart move? Absolutely not. Do I think it continues? Do I think it continues my belief and what should be your belief that Josh Norman is literally just here to represent Josh Norman? He is not here to try and win for the Washington Redskins. He is not here to be a great teammate or anything, a great leader or anything like that. He's here for the independent contractor that Josh Norman is. And guess what? A lot of Americans are like that. And I think we see more and more of that in professional sports. And that's okay, too. We all have to look out for number one. But we'd all like to think that these guys care more about winning and more about the team than themselves and having fun. And that's simply not the case. And it hasn't been the case for a lot of guys. Now, not every guy. A guy like Ryan Kerrigan, I truly believe thinks about the team first or largely in every decision he makes. You don't see Ryan Kerrigan running with the Bulls. So I'll just leave it at that. You guys can do whatever you want with it. The bottom line is it's not a smart thing in any sort of way for Josh Norman to be doing what he did. All right, when we come back, we'll finish it up with the story of the Redskins attendance woes over the last 10 years. We're actually going to save our unit previews for the defensive line for episode number 267, uh, just because we're running a little late after the Darius Geis analysis, uh, if you will. So just hang tight for that. We'll do that in episode number 267. Uh, Back in a flash with a word on the Redskins attendance woes. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. It is episode number 266 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. We finish up uh, like this, guys. And and again, we'll get to our defensive line preview in episode number 267. I know I teased that at the beginning, but just ran late a little bit on time, so I don't want to extend this any longer. This um, column, this study uh, came out on uh, late Thursday night, and we posted the story, and you can still read it, at Locked Redskins, but we haven't talked about it Uh, much on the podcast Um, and so I wanted to get to this the Redskins are down over 30 percent in the last 10 years in attendance according to 24-7 Wall Street they did a study based on uh, ESPN attendance numbers uh, from 2008 through 2018, the Redskins had the biggest difference over the last decade among NFL teams in terms of percentage of capacity. They averaged from 2006 through 2008 88,604, or 96.6% of capacity. They averaged last year 61,028, or according to uh, 
24-7 Wall Street, 31.1% fewer than the number was in 2008. And obviously, again, there's a a, a difference between the 96.6% and the and the 61,000, and that is larger than 31.1%. But this study basically is showing from 2008 and what the percentage of capacity was to 2018, just so we're clear. Uh, as we know, the Redskins did not sell out the home opener last year. Three other NFL teams were on the list. Uh, in terms of this study, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Indianapolis Colts, right? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm sorry, the Cincinnati Bengals, just to kind of set this uh, up, went 4-11-1 and in 2008, and they averaged 64,582 fans. Last year, Last year, in Marvin Lewis's last season, they averaged just 50,573. So that's a 21.5% drop. The Cincinnati Reds baseball team also dropped almost 21%. So maybe that's just an economy. Maybe that's just a sports fan thing. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers haven't made the playoffs since 2007. They saw an almost 16% drop uh, since 2008. The Colts, however have made the playoffs in 2008, 2009, 10, 12, 13, 14, and, of course, last year. But according to 24-7 Wall Street, they had a almost 11% drop in attendance last season versus a decade ago. Just for instance, the Redskins have the largest drop in the NFL, again, 31.1% from 2008 to 2018. However, that's not the largest drop in sports. The Detroit Tigers, in a depressed economy, in a city that has struggled because of the auto industry, were the biggest drop, 41.3% attendance loss from 2008 through 2018. Um, And the bottom line is this. While we talked about the fan improvements and the food improvements and the craft beers and all the different things that the Redskins are doing on episode number 265, and we talked about this report to some degree, just being a problem because if you want to fix the attendance and if you want to get fans in the seats and make money that way, you can discount the tickets. You can do a two-for-one deal. You can do a half-off deal. You can do a package deal. And the Redskins don't really want to do that. They want to do these packages if you buy season tickets you can pick this game and pick that game and pick this choice and maybe you get a free prize or a free jersey or something like that we did all that last year and they did some of that last year but I don't know how it's going to work this year without Brian LaFamina and his crew in charge of the uh, of the tickets and the marketing and the plan we don't know how it's going to be this year they haven't dropped the prices we know that Uh, they haven't announced anything we know that But we just don't know how it's going to ultimately work out and play out. All right. So we'll try and get more of that uh, and the reasons for that and how they can fix that on the next episode as well. We'll also have a story about the Redskins political landscape in terms of building the new stadium and the evaporating window that continues for Bruce Allen, Dan Snyder, and the Washington Redskins. Plus, we'll do our defensive line preview all to come on episode number 267 right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. For Tyler, I'm Chris. 
I'm Tyler Self. That's Tyler. I'm Chris. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading the Locked on Redskins podcast. The Redskins Knockdown. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.